This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all, but I do know where public school came from. And public school was invented by factory owners who didn't have enough compliant factory workers. Do what you're told, go to the placement office, you'll get a job for 50 years, you'll be able to go home and watch TV, buy enough stuff, you'll need a storage unit, and then you'll die. And the mistake, the problem, is that people are still seduced into thinking that what they're supposed to do is fit in more. And social media has made it worse because there's this whole pack mentality of how do I fit in more with small bursts of here's one quick tip for a flat stomach and three different ways to get rich and you can learn to flip houses today and be a millionaire tomorrow. None of which work, right? But the combination of those two mean that people are starting to feel broken and bitter because the promise isn't being kept. So first of all, the screens themselves affect the brain, the developing brain. So the more times kids a kid spends watching screens, the more it depletes their dopamine receptors. And dopamine receptors are the ones that get implicated in addiction later on, the, the incentive motivation um, uh, circuitry of the brain. Number one, the child develops an attachment relationship with the machine. So what we say about the digital media is, it's a good thing, but so is sex, and so is alcohol. But we don't give two-year-olds alcohol, and we don't introduce five-years-old to sexual practices. Why? Because they're not ready to handle it. So you give digital media to kids when they're old enough to handle it. When are they old enough to handle it? When they no longer need, rely on it to meet their emotional needs. But they use it for the function for which it was developed, which is information and communication. Those are legitimate goals. But when kids are immature and their attachment needs have not been met yet, they can use the digital media to meet their attachment needs, which displaces real human attachment. So what happens on Facebook? Kids have friends. What happens on Facebook? Kids like each other. These are attachment dynamics, except the friends are not real friends. Because a real friend is somebody who really knows you. 
intimately and accepts you and supports you and wants the best for you. These Facebook friendships are highly conditional as shown by the fact that when people displease each other, they defriend each other. And the likes are not real likes because what is being presented on digital media is a simulacrum of the real self. It's, 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 it's a self-chosen particle of who I really am. That's what shows up on Facebook. And so people like a part of me. But how does that satisfy my need to be accepted and respected and loved for who I really am? It actually undermines it. So the digital media is the very opposite of genuine human contact. Now, can it be used that way? Sure. If you got two young kids now, and if you got parents who live in the United States, and those kids want to connect with their grandparents, what a great device Skype is or Zoom is. Where now they can connect, it's not just a letter. Anyway, that's a great way to connect. Yeah. But who needs to be in charge of that? In other words, the digital media can be introduced to the child's life when the parents can stay in control of it. When the media takes over and the child has got this addictive relationship, the child is not ready for it. So we say, don't introduce it too early, number one. And number two, stay on top of it and you'll be in charge. Real teaching happens through uh, personal contact, through engagement, through inviting and eliciting the kid's curiosity, through appealing to the child's increasingly sophisticated mind to hold complex ideas, contradictory ideas sometimes at the same time. Those depend on maturation. And that maturation depends on relationship with human beings. We know that screen time decreases happiness, decreases life satisfaction, and decreases self-esteem. We know that it increases, enhances anxiety and depression. The Royal Society of Public Health published a study in June this year, June 2018, which found out that 63% of all Instagram users are unhappy. We know that anxiety and depression among the young increased by 70% over the last 30 years. And we know that since 2010, uh, teen suicide uh, climbed by 31%. So teen suicide is rampant. And today, it is the first time in human history that the leading cause of death among teens up to the age of 24 is suicide. Not any disease or not even accidents. And this is intimately connected to social media. I mentioned before that social media is a conditioning tool, not an addictive tool, but a conditioning tool, and that it uses um, a relative positioning. But what are the emotions that are attached to relative positioning? Well, the first one is envy. Social media are constructed around envy, pathological envy. They are purveyors of pathological envy and amplifiers of pathological envy. And they quantify via various ranking uh, algorithms, they quantify envy with likes, with retweets, with so they quantify envy and then they leverage envy to, to motivate you. In other words, they use envy to cause you to adopt some course of action. People confuse jealousy with envy and here's the difference. Jealousy, these platforms encourage repeat use, repeat compulsive use. And now we know from psychology that only these kind of emotions, aggression, envy, hatred, only these kind of emotions encourage repeated use and repeated. So there is no way that they have designed these platforms without being aware that they must leverage these emotions to create addiction. One in three Americans are now officially obese. Right? 
And until we create a world where, and hopefully the millennial generation will figure this out, we create a world where companies are all humanity plus, the fact is a large number of companies exist straight up as an algorithm for generating profit. And these algorithms, I'm not saying the entre- these guys behind them are bad or, or wrong. I'm just saying the algorithm of the company is to generate profit at all costs. And these might be counter to where we want to take the human species. That we humans normally go through life kind of not accepting things. We want things to be different from the way they are. We want to have a better wife or husband. We want our children to be better. We don't like the political system. We want this sort of utopia to suddenly come about. We want people to be different. We want this, we want that. And to Nietzsche, that meant you are anti-life. You are against life because life isn't like that. Life is a series of facts. Life is what it is. We've evolved a certain way. Your reality is a certain way. It is what it is. And by pushing against you hate life. You want to love life. You want to love fate. And what fate means, things happen to you you can't control. You didn't control who your parents are. You didn't control what city you were born into, what school you went into. You didn't control whether you were born rich or poor, right? There's much you can't control that's fate. Accept it for what it is. Stop whining and stop going, I want something else. Embrace your world, your life. Our fear of death is probably the greatest influence on our behavior throughout history. We're the only animal that's conscious of our mortality and it's caused an incredible reaction. We're avoidant, we're anxious, we invent an afterlife, a heaven where we'll all go, right? Or today, we never see death. We never see people die in hospitals. We never see the animals that we eat being killed. We have no confrontation with death personally in our life, completely disconnected from it. It makes us anxious and fearful, and that controls everything about our behavior. We become anxious and fearful about everything. So the ability to accept death and look it square in the eye and accept this is your reality, that you're not going to live forever, is very liberating. So Amor Fati is a step from turning your back, let's face this way, going, here's life, and oh, I hate it, I don't want it, blah, 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 to turning around and facing it, going, I accept it, I love it, I embrace it. And it has a very powerful effect.